0: David, whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. Yep. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with your lovely dog. Yeah,
1: Well, I've heard farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. And you know, that's what everyone's looking for. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced. Uh, It's made from human grade ingredients safe, clean kitchens, all that stuff matters. Yeah.
0: I mean, you love your dog. Why, why get the lousy food for your dog? Farmer's dog is the best. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed.
1: Sometimes they dogs- much
0: lower quality- Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you put it in their bowl and they go, what is this kibble? And they knock it away. What is this canned goo? Oh, yeah. I've had our dog, yeah, look at the bowl yeah. and then kind of crank its neck up and
0: look at me. and It was like, really?
1: They go, really? Why don't you go first? You want to bite of this slop?
0: <laughs> and it makes that sound.
1: Here you go, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, so, Farmer's
0: Dog isn't just higher quality food. They also send the food pre portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, David. And <laughs> which is one of the biggest indicators of a full healthy life a fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits david from healthier coat Mm -hmm. and skin better breath if you want to kiss your dog and even easier digestion and smaller and better poops
1: let's look at a clip it doesn't (laughs) matter if your dog's (laughs) young or old it's always the right time to invest in their health for more happy years with your dog get 50 percent off your first box at the farmer's dog dot com slash fly
0: let the farmer's dog know we sent you use your code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box three two yeah. one you got it here's david spade with comments on comments
1: thanks dana you know we get a lot of comments we do and uh sometimes i look on my instagram according to my screen time 23 hours a day we got to pump them numbers up. That's not enough. Let's go for 24. Yep, you are an Instagram whore. So I go on there and uh, <laughs> we talk about this show. So we put like little clips and stuff like this. I've Garbage. heard about it. I can't look at it. Dana doesn't look at it a lot. And I I look at it on mine. And some, most of the comments are very nice. Sometimes they just say we look the same. Fine. We do look similar. But do you, does it need to be every single comment? Look at the fucking other comments, commenters. Look and say, Being ah, that guy sort of covered that. Yeah. Yeah. You read down 500 they look the same.
0: You go, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? They look the same. Yeah, they go this is a safe one cuz 300 people have said it. By the way, <laughs> don't ding me. Don't I it, when I look, I could see 100 isn't he the greatest? Isn't he just yeah. something else? Let me go on. Mm-hmm. Boy, is he good looking for his age. Good <laughs> Lord! And then you sucked. Never were funny. And then I'm ding for the whole day. Yeah. How is... do you handle that? Because you look every day. You're a looksy type
1: uh, Instagram guy. <laughs> I, I mean, when I have time, uh, <laughs> which is I all do the time. Um, yeah. Well, you get all the. Dave is the funniest. It you is get, true right? that they jump out when it's negative. But uh, what's
0: the what's the coldy one for you? Yeah. Uh, what was a good one?
1: I get a lot. Never a no, bad one. Cold, oh. chilly. Never um, funny. Never, never found him funny. Uh, you should have died instead of Farley. Is the most common burn. <laughs> I apologize for posting that, <laughs> Dana. I know I, you were drunk. I was just. I had a couple of pops. I had a couple
0: pops I at the that. Windy I,
1: I went down to the Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> no, that's not. Weird. I had a Hickory Slim at the Wandering Eye. The Slippery Noodle. <laughs> yes.
0: And uh, with on ice, up with a twish, and I did that mean mean twist. And I no, take but Martin Short. But
1: Martin Short n- never a of, negative thing about Martin Short. I've
0: asked him specifically about his social media presence, and I said, "What about when people ding you?" He goes, "What do you mean? I just get all compliments." Uh, I go, "Marty, I must say, I must say, yeah, I must I'm very say. scared." We do talk to him about his hit, uh, brilliant Ed Grimley character, which mm-hmm. is very interesting, and it goes deeper than some of the other podcasts. Would go. Yes. Because I see uh, people cheating on us. I see people going on other podcasts. Yeah.
1: And then I'd listen. Not cool, but and sure. And ours is a little better. Hey, it's showbiz, you know. That's showbiz. But we're we not competitive. No, but, uh, he, uh, you know, Katie, my sister-in-law, Ed Grimley was her favorite character. She did impression yeah. of it all the time. Uh, he's, he's got so many other ones. He has, what were we just talking about? Jiminy Glick? Uh, Jiminy Glick, which uh,
0: is is genius, really. Yeah. Because he improvises it. He talks all about that. I mean-
1: yeah. David, you <laughs> that sounds You like were it. in a movie where you were in a boat. I don't know, I can't do it. Yes, Jiminy. That could have been six of them, but yes. Why um, Why do people hate you? Yeah, I know. Jiminy <laughs> Glick is a He's little He's the rough. ultimate
0: passive-aggressive yeah. character. Him and the church lady never did a movie. I'm just saying for Ted Sarandos is one of my very close friends. We work cheap. Jimmy Glick meets the church lady. I, writes
1: itself. I apologize that my, my collar's popping today. Oh, I also have this, and I—I uh, um, uh, didn't know you could grow that big a beard. I mean, uh, wait till October when it's fully in. Check back. Oh, I'll fill it in over. I will say this: salt's I can't wait over to see how burly. Uh, so, anyway, here's Martin Short. You guys, we don't want to give too much away.
0: Yeah, yeah. If I were you, I would press play and listen to this. That's I think all they already I'm going say. Oh, they already did. Yeah. I would, If I were you, I would not press stop. And don't give me that 30 second forward thing because we know and we keep track. <laughs> we are 35 minutes Marty (laughs) we're going fast (laughs) it's gonna be so easy and so fun thank you Marty (laughs) sorry that was Mark Gervis (laughs) I know know. everything's all everything's harder than they say it's gonna be right no matter what it is
2: I I, I love you I love the craziness of you two see we're
1: we're wacky now Marty (laughs) I have so many questions to ask you but we are out of time Um. (laughs) I have. Now, that that brings me to one of my
0: observations that Marty's persona on talk shows, you're constantly making fun of the idea of a performer being on a talk show live in real time as you're doing it. The artifice, the the ego, the neediness, and you're the master of setting up Conan. You know, you're terrific. You were better last week, but, you know, the (laughs) undercutting... And I watch you him with that. I go, where, I mean, where did that, co- I mean, you're the master of that thing. What is that called? Is that like a Bob Hope move? No, 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 no.
2: I think it was, you know, the first time I did talk shows is Dave Letterman. Yeah. I started doing yes. Letterman in 82 and he started doing it. And um, I just knew that he was self-deprecating and liked to be put down and hated the opposite. So that probably influenced be doing that. right. I mean, when I went on Johnny Carson's the first time, I was afraid to do Johnny Carson for a long time. Uh, I pretended that oh, yeah. I, I thought Letterman, I was hip and Letterman was hip, but that wasn't true. And when I first went on Carson, I don't do any of that. So it's really just more with my peers.
0: Right. And, and yeah, I'd say Letterman would love that. I mean, I, when I first went on Carson, and I'll ask you this question too, like the most, there were two nerve-wracking moments, and I think i the snl the light goes on that one when i'm actually on snl and carson introducing hearing my name said by him and then going out we had analog television then and seeing him close up with that pancake you know the makeup and everything and his giant head and his voice (laughs) how did you feel from i mean it it was 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 completely (laughs) surreal yeah
2: um i i so had to follow three segments of Betty Davis, so that made it even <laughs> strange. Oh, that was
0: infamous. Then, yeah, right? that was because the first you... time I was on. Oh.
2: And, oh, um But I wasn't. What I wasn't prepared for. I remember one time I someone said to me, "Oh no, w- one of the producers and I was maybe going to do it, and we were." And he said, "You know, like Johnny might look distracted if he doesn't. If he blazes over or at or anything like that, don't take it personally. He just." has done the show a long time. And I thought, I'm just going to do Letterman, you know, then when I finally did it, he was so great. He was so in the moment doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) (laughs) he rubs his eye.
0: He he got on a little roll tonight. That gentleman got on a roll. And
2: this is the genius impersonation of your life. But it really was. It was he was as great as I had dreamed. I mean, I used to when I was like Mm -hmm. 14. I remember one time watching Johnny Carson. He'd been on for two years now. And he said that something to the effect of, you know, I, I went to LAX to pick up a friend. And I used to think, gee, what would it be like to be Johnny's friend? You
0: know, I mean, I,
2: I just loved it. Totally. yeah,
0: Totally. And and, and middle-class kids, well, maybe even kids of celebrities, <laughs> the transition between being a civilian and then you're in show business and actually on television, like for me in particular, watching SNL and SCTV and seeing you looking like a cousin from Ireland or something, <laughs> that guy, we're from the same tribe. He's doing what I want to do better than I can do it. And I remember you, you were doing Robin Williams and you were cl- going all over the studio and you climbed up a ladder or something. <laughs> it really hit me. It was like 78. And I go, I want to do what that guy's yeah. doing.
2: It was um, you know, it was Robin Williams for Tang. Oh, thank you. You know, it was all Mm -hmm. right. You wouldn't get to the point of the commercial because he kept improvising. (laughs) Yes, yes, that was it. Yeah, (laughs) and I remember I was a little nervous about it because uh, you know I knew Robin, I didn't want to offend him, and I remember saying to Joe Flaherty, "You will, you are the one that will make this mean or not," because he was the moderator, right? And he kept going, "Oh, Robin," and I said, "No, no, no, you got to tone that down, Joe," because Robin's you know.
1: Didn't come off
0: mean. Yeah. I didn't think about that
1: good, then. Good, good, good. Anyway. Now, Martin, when you, when you did uh, SCTV, did, and you, how long, first of all, how long was the gap before SNL? But did you really want to be on SNL? You kind of were on a big SNL type show.
2: Well, no, no, no. I, well, the show, I wouldn't, I mean, SCTV was canceled. So had it not been canceled, I would have stayed with it. Okay. So I did um, a year and a mm. half of NBC, SCTV. Then we did a year on Cinemax. mm and then we were canceled and then so i finished cinemax in april of 84 and was immediately asked to do snl which i started in august of 84.
1: cinemax i was usually tied up watching porn uh i didn't make it all the way over to sctv yeah (laughs) that's an odd place for sctv well see see go ahead dana oh why
0: i don't know i have so many questions could you do Ed Grimley today? I mean, is he mentally, <laughs> where is Ed, where is he on the spectrum? On, and, you know, uh, like he's, he's. it's just an eccentric. He's, he's okay. Just wonder about He's okay, right? I think
2: he's okay. I mean, he was just fascinated <laughs> by life. I remember like in 1970, 79, 1979, uh, I was doing a TV show, series called The Associates, my first show in L.A. And my brother, Michael, and his wife, Liz, flew down, um, and she said something to the effect of, oh, I was so excited to fly down, and and I I changed my outfit four times. And I thought, you change your outfit four times to go on a plane. (laughs) I would kill for that innocence and exuberance toward life. Yes, So, Ed Grimley, I I always remembered that when I was writing Ed Grimley pieces. So, like, if the phone rang, he'd say, oh, gee, the phone's ringing. And as he (laughs) went over the phone, he'd pause it. Gee, I love the phone. There's always such a sense of mystery, I must say. So, even the phone, he had never lost the excitement (laughs) of a phone. And that was the yeah. key. Now, does that make him a little challenge? Sure. Sure. Absolutely.
1: You know, uh, my, my my sister-in-law, Kate Spade, was um, back then, uh, you know, I wasn't on SNL yet, but she, you were her, that Ed Grimley was her favorite all time of any character of anywhere. And in Halloween, she did her hair up. <laughs> and loved it. Love it. It's so funny. And I think because she she loved the upbeatness, and that's what I didn't really realize until you just said it. That's like the funnest thing to watch is someone so happy about something and so joyous in life because you never see it anymore.
2: Absolutely. Uh, well, My favorite A Grimley that I wrote in SNL was the premise that it was Thanksgiving, and he was just so excited about Thanksgiving. Yeah, say. of course. And he's going around and he's... <laughs> would open the oven. Oh, look at the cookies. Yeah, I wish I had oven mitts. And he'd burn his head. But then, in the, but in the middle of the sketch, he just said, yeah, I wonder what the neighbors are up to. And then you panned over. And he had a tr- huge telescope where he'd spy on all his neighbors, which is a little you know odd. And then he saw Ed Asner killing his wife. So then he came a window. <laughs> uh, Was
0: window. Uh, when you got on there for that year, it was kind of like for where I was sitting, just a fledgling stand-up and did some bad television. It was sort of an all-star team. I mean, Christopher Guest has become kind of just mysterious. I mean, he's not, I, and he was on there with you, obviously, Billy, who else? It was, I mean, um, you guys came together.
2: Harry Shearer, hmm. Christopher Harry, Guest, yeah. Billy, Chris, and I were given a one year contract, kind of unheard of. Uh, we'll see how it goes. No, it wasn't Lauren. It was Dick Ebersol. Oh, <laughs> I don't do <knew> him <laughs> as well. He uh well unless we'll that, that was your dick ever. <laughs> it was that, something. I, when I think of Rich Little, we'll I don't our think our of you yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and that was so that was the before. And Rich Hall. Oh wow. In fact, was maybe that was the one And year had close. you
0: had you done sketch comedy with any of those guys? No. No. No, no, right? no, no, no. Yeah. I had
2: never met them. I, I'd met Billy um in 1980, my wife Nancy was on soap. So I knew Billy. And I was doing another series next door called i'm a big girl now with danny thomas so we were both (laughs) bringing a lot of money that year and we were both on sitcoms both would end that year Mm -hmm. and um so i met billy briefly there but i'd never met chris i knew harry through paul shaper
1: when you did synchronized swimming who, who shot that do you remember was that signorelli or was that schiller no
2: i can't i don't know no, it was neither of those two.
0: How, how was your, like, going on that show at that point, SNL, like, where was your confidence at? I, I, for me, I, I find that my confidence kind of comes and goes. There's times when I, I I really have this, and other times did, I mean, you've kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, the, well, I mean, you I, seem think, so
2: I think, I, I know, I went, <laughs> I, I still have a pro and con list, you mm-hmm. know, um, Which uh, is, to do it or not to do it. And one of the reasons is we had a new baby, and I've been in, uh, Toronto. now we had a, just rented a place in LA. And so I just mm-hmm. kind of wanted to be here. So that was on the, uh, con list of doing it. Yeah, and one right. of the things on the con list was, am I going to blow it? Like, am I going to blow any credibility I have now accumulated from SCTV by just hmm. not being any good or wow. not being able to crank out stuff every week, all those things that you worry about. You think and you might think be out
1: of of ideas or anything at that point, and then you got to start yeah, over or, kind or of was
2: it was it the combination of all of us working together, you know the cast of scTV? Um, it was just yeah, it, you worried that um, this was going to be a great mistake. And in fact, the first dress did not go well, and I knew that there were a lot of eyes in that first episode because of the four of us. Mm-hmm. And my wife Nancy came around eleven ten, and I said to her, "This is a disaster." (laughs) And I wasn't kidding around. I said they should show another, uh, like a rerun, rerun. last year because we're not ready. And Mm. she was devastated. And then the show happened, and it was a triumph. (laughs) What I didn't realize is what you could do between dress and air. You move that around. The synchronized swimming was was already. Filmed, it was supposed to be in show two they moved that to show one um, Smart. and um it was suddenly and i remember nancy was saying you are such an asshole yeah. for putting me through. i said i swear to you i just learned oh, something you know
0: many nights at i would think that it's not going to go on tonight yeah it, it literally this will be the night it's it's not happening we're going to show a rerun i'm sorry <laughs> it's it's 10 55 lauren is giving t- You know, in very detailed notes and they're going, okay. they'll go in there. They'll go in there. So it's always like he says, it's a miracle. It goes on. But I remember that year as being such a fan of you had some incredible sketches, the four of you together.
2: Yeah. I Mm. remember Harry and I, the first two sketches we did wrote together were um, lifestyles of the relatives of the rich and famous (laughs) and synchronized (laughs) swimming. And we were, we shot somewhere, yeah. I mean, somewhere in, in New Jersey and we're going back on the bus, you know, the, the mm-hmm. bus. And I said, no, we hadn't aired. We hadn't been on the air yet. And I said, Harry, how do you think we're doing so far? <laughs> and he said, well, <laughs> all I know is that in this time, these five weeks in LA, I would have had a meeting or two about three ideas that weren't developed and nothing would happen. Mm-hmm. For them. So at least, we're creating product. So that yeah. was where we were. <laughs> That's at the bottom point. line. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: sort of the good and the bad. Like you do a movie and you got to wait a year. And then, and it's like, to me, it's never soon enough. Anything we do, you're shooting a TV show. It doesn't come on for months. And then SNL is almost too quick. You're just hung over from the, the show and the after party. And then they're like, Tom Hanks this week. And you're like, fucking hey. We just finished last week. <laughs> and you go, what are your new ideas? I got that blank yellow pad because no, you know, no computers yeah. back then. And so you're just like staring at the wall going, fuck. And a lot of our our hosts were like leading men type. We're very similar. So it's hard to think of new ideas unless you have something new looking or someone's got a real quirky thing about them. Of course, if you're a shitty writer like me. So I just <laughs> blank out and then, and then I wait and hope they had uh, to do a weekend update. When I came on, they told us, and
0: I don't even know if Diana Minot was one of Lauren's lieutenants. Well, it's only got an eight-show pickup for the first time in the show's history. That's what we were told, oh. that Bernie begged uh, Tartikoff to give Lauren one more chance because uh, for dignity's sake. We had an eight-show pickup, quote, if you don't hit the ground running, we're out of here by Christmas. So wow, I for I sure never heard thought that. that's amazing. And everything I ever did got canceled or was <laughs> never made. Every pilot, the Mickey Rooney yeah. Show, Blue Thunder. I did a movie well, with I Bert Lancaster. Predi- I could
2: predicted the Mickey Rooney
0: Show. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I should have talked to you, but the yeah. stories are amazing. That'll be a whole separate podcast. Yeah. But um, so that was terrible. I thought for sure I'm going to be turning out the light. So I understand well, you know, that when, when, fear.
2: Um, when we did the show. Uh, eighty four, eighty five. you know, um, Eddie Murphy had left the season mm-hmm. before. And then I think there's a hole halfway through. And then Joe Piscopo was manning the ship and then he left. Mm-hmm. And um, they like, they didn't have a wig department. They just rented wigs. And I think the reason, you know, Eversol always called the George Steinbrenner year where he paid us more money than had been paid before and, and a one-year contract because he didn't think the show would survive that year. So I think Wow, Lauren rebuilt it again into what it is today.
1: My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash wall to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash wall. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. <laughs> oh yeah, what'd you make at the beginning, Dan? I made
0: 4,500. I was so, I'd never done sketch comedy. So in sketches during the first dress rehearsal, when I got a laugh, I had to stop myself from facing the audience like, A stand-up, yeah, you know? And I I was in the cold (laughs) opening and didn't know I was in the cold opening. Did you hit your head
2: or something? How did you not know? I just, everything was
0: moving so fast. It was the very first show. And I had the church lay and all these things happened to me. All of a sudden, I was in four things and the church lay got moved up and then Brad Gray came in my dressing room and just said, I don't know why it is, but it's your show. I don't know why it happened. (laughs) And he left, and I was so nervous. That I was just in those little dressing rooms in the mirror, and I just started swearing at myself in the mirror, fuck you, to try to not be just terrified, literally oh, terrified. Wow. Yeah.
1: Was that your first, first show? First, 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 first show. Yeah. Church Lady.
2: And this is 1986. Uh, 86.
0: I was playing a pizza parlor literally in July doing stand-up, and then I was at Lauren Michaels' house for three weeks, and then I was on the show. It was all completely surreal. And Phil came in with me and Jan Hooks, and we were in the cold opening. So I was with two really great, great. sketch yeah, players, great. and they oh were great God. on church chat. So they were well. It was so so awesome to be in sketches Jan with
2: Hooks, Phil. Um, and everyone yeah. you know raves about and and is revered. Yeah, but as not, good as anybody, but not one yeah. eighth of what she should. Yeah, because I agree. she was. The funny. I mean, she yep. played. Uh, we did a movie together. We Jiminy did, Glick. Jiminy Glick, and she. Yeah, yeah. And but we also did this very cool special, like in '96, um, and called the show formerly known as the Martin Short Show. That was yes. a special. Yes, yes. And she was. She played Brett Butler. She played. She was <laughs> on fire, genius.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And she's there's sketches where she was dramatic. Uh, you know, yes. all of a sudden in a sketch and very super real, yeah. And she was such a vulnerable spirit and so fucking funny. She just was so funny. I remember
2: in uh, Jimmy Glick and Lana, we, we you know, it's improvised, and and we were doing this scene. And and she's talking, uh, Elizabeth Birkin said something about she, her husband kept blow ups, uh, sex dolls. Um, no, he need no, her husband needed it. That was it, about five times a day, uh, and 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 Jan said, Oh no, you gotta get a blow up thing, you know. I mean I've had four kids. Fucking me is like fucking a purse. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you just saw Elizabeth Perkins shake and bring <laughs> the glass up so she wouldn't laugh and and I of course my and my next time I went, Dixie, remember we discussed the word mystique.
1: <laughs> yeah she was something else she man. was something she did attitudes she was remember attitudes um anyway uh, uh sweeney no. sisters but uh Mar- Mar- when i when i started oh yeah when you came over from sctv did they have a thing because when i was there you wrote your characters down and you you could bring them to the show but they owned everything you wrote from then on did you you were allowed to bring mm-hmm. Ed Grim. Did you bring other stuff over from SCTV? No,
2: I, I you know I w- if there was a rule like that, no one mentioned it to me because mm-hmm. I think I would have said, "Shut up! I'm doing what I created this. I'm doing whatever yeah. I want." And I knew I knew that Andrew Alexander wasn't going to sue me from SCTV. Yeah, sue me. So I just did mm-hmm. it. And then when I left SNL, um, you know. Like I created a character, Nathan Therm or people like that. I did it in other specials. No one, I've never been, I've met, no one's ever mentioned this to
1: me. You know, I you know don't, I, mean? I, I, don't th- I think it'd be weird if Lauren would call people out on that. They, I, I think it just. They
0: cha- they they changed the rule later, but it wasn't when I first got there. Yeah, what was you yours? You could bring in your characters, you would own them. And then I don't know why, but I ended up selling Churchley t-shirts. And then Lovett said to Lauren, you know, Dana's making a lot of money selling oh, no. t-shirts. <laughs> Which I wasn't. <laughs> And I think after that, maybe we should get a contract, or you know, so <laughs> I think it changed, which you know I, I didn't really care I haven't but I technically so owned if you the were doing if, so
2: if you were doing um a sitcom appearance, guest mm-hmm. appearance on a hit sitcom and arrived as a church lady, you'd need permission mm-hmm. I would
0: not for church lady, but if I arrived as Hans or Garth, I
2: would and what if you'd? And but but you know if you did it, no one's going to sue you. I don't think so. No, do I mean, yes, Cause, Cause no, I mean, I, like, I don't even I, 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 I don't know if it's a risk to. I don't. Down. I don't
0: worry about that stuff. It's just kind of funny.
2: Do your Gervitz again. Let's hear.
0: it. I, 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 I wouldn't risk it. There's another drop there.
2: <laughs> I think there's a there's a drop more money. I think, I, I really think you're slightly <laughs> onto something, and I mean slightly. I think the pitch is wrong, but the rasp is there.
0: It's going very. It's yeah. It's it's, it's just one tone. There's a lot more nuance to it, but it it's become. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we Do a nice so long. Wait, It's a nice little run. Nice little run nice little Now run. he's he he's listening to this. Oh, no. Yeah, there's German shepherds all around him uh-huh. tonight. I thought it was really good. Marty, good. Yeah. Anyway, we love, we just let's say, we who's your, listen, you have a, you do your Lorne, you do, do you have a Steve Martin impression? I can't
2: do Steve. Um, how, Steve's hard. I, this is how I, this is, I'll do David doing Steve. Well, excuse <laughs> me, you know, high, too high pitch. Can you
1: do Selena?
2: Um, no, I can't do a lot of voices, actually. No. I don't have, Bill Hader, more than any really? human being yeah. I know, Yeah is if he tells a story of involves people, he can do every voice in that story. It's yes. absolutely insane. It's but insane. I, I can't, yeah. You know, um, I,
0: I, I think being assigned them was good when you're on SNL. Can you do this guy by yeah, this yeah, you know, I would go, like, I
2: remember an, an SCTV, um, someone had written a piece about, cause Gore Vidal and Norman Mailer had gotten into a fight at a party. And mm-hmm. so, in our version, Eugene Levy's Norman Mailer threw red wine on me And then it became a Tide commercial We're both by the machine trying to get the stain <laughs> out And at someone said, can you do Gore Vidal? And I said, sure Because I had <laughs> no idea And you go home yeah. mm-hmm. And you look at the tapes And then mm-hmm. what I would do is I'd type out a Gore Vidal in, uh, interview And mm-hmm. then I'd look at the go- Gore Vidal script that the writers have right. written And match And I'd try to Well, i tried like phrases that Gore would say yeah. in, Do that and then I would have it that day, and then I couldn't do it the next day, Yeah, you know, the day of filming.
0: I had John Malkovich in a hotel room in New York one night B- before I had recording. I just could do John Malkovich perfectly for like yeah. an hour, and then it woke up and I didn't have it.
2: I did him on primetime. <laughs> Malk- Malkovich in the middle It was a sitcom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it goes Travolta very easily. Yes, it does. Yeah. Why? You know? It's Can't all you stuff. tell that that line? No. Yeah. Then it goes walking too. See, it's a very no, slipstream. Can we talk about Jiminy Glick? Like, because where did where does that come from? I mean, like, like who? Like when I did Church Lady the first time on SNL, where Steve Martin was sitting there. Yeah. And they wouldn't let me say penis, so I had to write it like bulbous, gorged loaf. You know, and I'm really yeah, yeah, digging yeah. into it. I'm yeah. new to the show. I think you were there. and we're Gorged loaf and oh, throbbing we were, and this.
2: I think Chevy and Steve and I were hosting. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I heard, I'm getting into it, just this and Satan and throbbing buttocks. And I, Steve, under his breath, said to Lauren, what kind of mind thinks of this? <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, I knew I, what he meant. That's so a great compliment. So yeah. It is. Uh so Jiminy Glick, like what kind of mind thinks of that? I mean, it's so supernaturally funny. Uh, I don't know where, where did that start? <laughs> How did you I do that? One? You know,
2: uh, when I was, I was doing a talk show for King World in 99, 2000, and I wanted to, uh, so I remember we, we were shooting at CBS Television City, and I went to, I went, I was well, like two hours of makeup, big bulbous nose, weird wig, and I went to Farmer's um, <laughs> Market, and I was <laughs> like course. handing out sushi with my hand, and we were. <laughs> and people would say, "Can I have your autograph, Mister Short?" And I thought, "Hmm, that's kind of not what I wanted." But then I had made this film, Pure Luck, in 1990, where I got a <laughs> bee sting and I swell up with and no one with
0: could, Danny Glover, uh, right? Yeah,
2: Glover. No. Glover, yeah, sorry, not Glover, yeah, Danny not Glover. Glover. That's, Glover that's that's the other Glover,
0: yeah, <laughs> like hey, Lord, Glover. I...
2: <laughs> and so here is the wonderful actor, Danny Glover, <laughs> anyway, Glover. Uh, anyway, so uh, everyone said I don't recognize you in that, so that became Jim, therefore, the look, so I could be anonymous, and I had known a guy uh growing up in my street, whose voice would go high and then blue <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, if you stay off my lawn for a year, children, I'll take you to the movies, you know, so I, I don't know, just. That and and just uh, saying such aggressively cutting things. Well, that part was uh, improvised, and I, I actually don't know what that is because Ed Grimley was very written, and you know mm-hmm. a lot of characters I did were very written. But uh, Jiminy was just always improvised, and I would see playbacks. You know, we we'd interview for
0: oh sixteen
2: minutes, and then we would edit mm-hmm. down. You know, the film mm-hmm. piece, not when they were live, um, and I would say, like I'd see myself. I take great umbrage. I think, I don't even know what it means. I've never yeah. used that for great Umland. So it was a little bit odd, that part, in a Do, good you, way. do you think um, that uh,
0: in the arts, I said more of a... Anthony Hopkins, I did a movie with him once. And it, it bombed, because everything I, I'm in bombed. This <laughs> podcast will we'll get it. Well, this will get the, the, yeah. the wordy or whatever award. But... Um, he said he thought acting to him was like self-hypnosis and he would have a little Polaroid picture of his character and they'd yell speed and he would just put it on his look to it like that and take a deep breath. And then he'd be the character. So it seems like when you were doing Jiminy Click and improvising like that, <laughs> it, it was it a kind of a form of self-hypnosis where you look at it later and go, you're in such a zone. I
2: don't know. Does this sound too I processy? Don't know. But I certainly wasn't no. doing the Hopkins trick. Yeah. He didn't um, have a picture. And, um, nor did Allie McGraw. I mean, look, everyone has their own approach yeah. uh, to great acting. But I would say, um, well, you know, Anthony Hopkins also said that the first thing he does is he reads the script 100 times or something. Or 200, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I read it um, 500. Yeah. You read it 500?
1: <laughs> yeah, and then I go, I still don't get it, but I'll do it. <laughs>
2: and Germans <Gervitz laughs> goes, know, I need to do it. Yeah. I mean, you have I know, no other offers. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, then, that it. wasn't garbage.
1: That was horrible. Yeah, a little let's rusty.
2: Let's hear your Bernie. Dana, let's hear your Dana's, Bernie. Dana's no, I don't be.
0: know if I have a good Bernie, really. He's got hey, Brad. No, nobody fucking knows nothing.
2: Hey, kid. It's just show business.
0: You know, Martin, those... we we, 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 we Bernie was the last of the great manager. Absolutely. I mean, in terms of a, a character and his, the way he talked and everything. Oh, wow. You're going to be a star,
1: kid. You know, that guy. And he was so lovable. A great he, he was, he, yeah, I, when I started SNL, those guys got, you know, that that Brillstein Gray, Brillstein company was a big churning out SNL. So when I signed, it was like, I didn't really think I'd be on SNL, but I, I love that they had all these people I loved. But when I got on, I think my first one was a writer. I didn't want to be a writer at all. You know, they saw my stand up. I didn't do that great. And they said, we're going to hire you as a writer performer. I'm like, I don't even... I don't want to be, a, I'm not even a good performer, but I'd rather be that. And then they, I don't know how to write for people like Dana is like a better version of me. So I, I get it and it's only 900 bucks no. and then they go, but you get 1500 if you're on, like if you, you know, stumble in a weekend update and they go, but don't write yourself on. Okay. And, uh, so then I did that for a while <laughs> yeah. and then I got on as Michael J. Fox, like the second show. Cause he was in the news. I did something with Dennis Miller on, uh, on update, but I did it and then they and I go I got on I can't believe it and then they forgot to put me in the opening credits as featuring and fucking everyone thought it was Mike or Dana and I was fucked what, and you never I did get on, on again for months never for months I just stayed as a writer and uh, it was very hard to be honest writing for someone like Dana anyone that was not me I, I could kind of write for me i just couldn't formulate sketches and i was doing too many scenes and sets and everyone's like what the fuck are you writing i'm like i don't know one you walk in that <laughs> place to get a job and they all just shut their door and go i hope you die because if you're on i might not get on so who's helping me you know so i asked conan or bob odenkirk or Smigel. like they're they're pleasant enough and everyone's being nice but they don't owe me anything and they're stuck in their own no, no, it,
2: it, it, it's a tricky place i mean my my only regret about my experience was that I wish I hadn't done a one year contract Mm -hmm. because I think, especially having already been known from SCTV, it put suddenly you weren't just on a series. You were doing a special every week and you better deliver, you know? Mm -hmm. And so by the, by the fourth show, I mean, I've talked about this, but I went into Eversales and said, I want to quit. Can I get out of my contract? Mm -hmm. And, um, Cause I just couldn't, it was the every week final exam part of it. I was thinking, yeah. I, you know, cause, cause SCC, SCTV was so ideal creatively because you wrote for six weeks and then you shot for six weeks and you wrote and you shot. And so if you didn't have an idea for two weeks, you could make it up with yeah. the next four weeks of writing, you
1: know, some sketches come in a little undercooked on SNL. Like they're not even ready. You're just like, we got to go, we got to go. Like let's right, exactly. do, do our best. it. it For me, it played to my ADD, I think, and procrastinating
0: nature to have those hard, fast things coming at me and kind of not taking it as seriously, not having time to ruminate about stuff and think about it too much. That was the upside to it, but the downside would be like, we didn't get it together and it bombed.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing. If you are, you know you're going to be there for many years and this is just your job, something bombing is fine. When I was in Second City stage and an improv set would bomb you didn't go and get depressed you just kind of went Uh you know
0: right it was definitely a little bit of it became a game of thrones in a sense yeah when there was a cast behind the cast as well right absolutely there, There be 12 now there's like 20 20 and and when i came on you know i was immediately just me jan and phil and kevin and we were just all like six of us basically doing the show so, yeah, when you came, David, there were there was like a cast behind the cast. And they, they became, you know, all-stars, you know, with Sandler and Chris Rock and so forth. Tim Meadows yourself. Yeah. But, yeah, you were sitting behind. David sure. would just sit behind me. Yeah. And Lauren would say, David's ready if, any, if anything happens to you. <laughs> right? Anyone? He doesn't have right much game, me. but he's ready.
1: Yeah, I wasn't a but super I, character guy. I never guy. felt...
0: I I, since everything I'd done besides stand-up had failed when I got on there, at a given point, maybe it was in the second or third season, I felt like, okay, I I sort of belong here doing this. Quick form impressions, quick form characters. It's like, this, this fits me. Looking to save on delivery? Dash Bash from DoorDash is your door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. DashPass is an exclusive membership with DoorDash that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders and members-only deals and discounts. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, grocery from across town, or anything in between, DashPass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. With $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on eligible orders, DashPass makes it easy to save at restaurants, grocery stores, and all your local favorites on DoorDash. DashPass pays for itself in two orders on average. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, all for $9.99 a month. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. Zero-dollar delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply.
1: Homes.com knows... (laughs) that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. Mm -hmm. And what makes a home is more than just house or property. It's the location and the neighborhood. Yes,
0: exactly. This is really, really a smart uh, thing. If you have kids, it's also schools regards the homes, nearby parks, transportation Mm -hmm. options. That's why homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home.
1: Yeah. And when I say in depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, Mm -hmm. student to teacher ratio. This is stuff you need. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's right. So
0: when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.
2: But wait but a second. I, 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 when did you become a star on the show?
1: Yeah, Dana. Hmm. Dana, just said you're agreeing yeah. you're a star. Go ahead.
2: I would say... No, 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 but he did become a star. So when you're a star, you're an in inevitability. You don't think you're going to get fired.
0: No, I, I think that the... I, literally, I think the first 60... To even '80s shows, I was, you know, not as confident as I would become. Wow. I, th- I think that so many things that were out of my control. Being invited into Wayne's World, that started its journey, I got to. I was not a political impressionist when I got on SNL. I was assigned George Bush Senior. And then Lovitz was Dukakis, and so this this is true that when Dukakis lost on election night, John called me before the real Dukakis conceded to George Bush, saying, <laughs> "Well, you're gonna you're gonna be in the cold
1: opening all the time. You happy now?" Which is the thing we, <laughs> but Dana, I, we I, always say you happy now. I think also, Dana, you might not. If you knew what you knew now and you saw your first show where you killed in four things, you'd go, "That guy's fine." he's going to be great on the show but when you're in it yeah. you don't know any better and you're just like fuck i hope i do get fired i would get calls like they don't yeah. know if they're gonna bring you back so i would move in the summer and then two months later they go all right they'll let you come back but you better really step it up i'm like it's just so stressful and then at the end of the year they don't know if they're gonna bring you back i don't know if it's clicking so i'd have to move out and they go all right and i'm like god <laughs> so damn it's very tough. I'm just
0: wondering if Marty had stayed uh, with the show, and then he became the a, a part of our cast, I know. would have elevated us. Would have been faster huge, yeah. I would have
2: been part of your cast. In fact, um, Lauren, I remember meeting with Lauren. I have this kind of Rain Man memory for dates and things, but mm-hmm. it was a, uh, July of '85, and I went to Lauren's apartment mm. and to discuss this um, Western. That mm-hmm. he was, you know, uh, three amigos that he and Steve and Randy Newman had written. Mm-hmm. But he also was still hadn't decided and was contemplating whether he should uh, return uh, to SNL. Mm. And he would say, he, I remember him saying, you know, now if we did it together, if we return, returned, I said, no, no, I'm not. What are you talking I'm, <laughs> I'm trying I'm to get not <laughs> SNL. I thought we were here to talk about it. How could I do a, a movie, a Western, and be an SNL? And Lauren said, mm-hmm. uh, it's called scheduling. <laughs> <You know. laughs> yeah.
1: Did Lauren write, write on Three Amigos, by the way? I yeah, He
2: he. the credit mm-hmm. is um, wow. Steve, Lauren, and Randy Newman.
1: And then you guys we made we all up went shit. to the Ziegfeld
0: and watched it. The whole cast, we all went to the oh, Ziegfeld how fun. and watched it. What a before m- it was released in theaters. What a monster yeah.
2: movie. Well, there was an opening night in New York, I remember. Maybe
0: that's where we were, or yeah. it was at a screening. But that would have been interesting to have had you on the cast. And
1: obviously you guys fucked around on Three Amigos, right? It's made up shit. Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess we did. Yes, there were certain things totally improvised. There's a scene where I'm sitting talking to little children about um, (laughs) when I was a child star and my obsession, not with Lillian Gish, but her sister, Dorothy Gish. (laughs) And they can't speak English. And I'm saying, and when Dorothy Gish said to me, you've got it. It meant something, you know, all that, that's, your are improvising. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's one of those movies that's, uh, that's gotten bigger and brighter as it yeah. as oh, time's absolutely.
1: gone
2: on. You know, we were, we yeah. were second to Golden Child.
1: The Golden Eddie Child. Murphy's oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No one's talking about that right now, even though it was a good movie, but Three Amigos hung in there uh also what about big picture dana real quick big picture was what year big because picture, yeah. i didn't really get i i got the hollywood references i and i was like fuck you were saying stuff like listen i've read most i've read most of these scripts almost all the way through and what i think and i'm like did he just say most i, I, I was like how fucking good is this guy it's so funny to me because i was sort of newer but i'm like ah goddamn this is so fucking funny
2: that was, was uh, awesome. we, we shot that in '88. It was released in '89, and um, I shot. I worked two days in that film.
1: Oh, are you serious? And you stole yeah. that shit? Oh
2: my god! Well, and I remember um, we dyed my hair. <laughs> uh, we sprayed it. We curled it and it made it, oh, made yeah, it red, like, right. Lu- like Lucy. But then um, we had lifts, so it was like that. Oh wow! And I remember that, but there wasn't a wig because you we were just creating it uh, that morning, so it wasn't a wig. So um, the next day, I had big welts here. So what I do couldn't you have have tape. What
1: days. do you do? You, what they do you... were
2: doing that. Uh, they were Yes, they're were, they were pushing it up oh, it was, like God. big plastic things. Anyway, there were welts. And I remember Chris said afterwards, like a month later, what we should have done is that the character should have had big bags, the first scene, and the <laughs> second scene, no bags, and never explained. <laughs> I <can't ever> <laughs> a quick tuck <laughs> that,
1: was, that was you must you must love that that was such a great one you must that was fabulous show. now what kind of...
0: what's it like because I guess we I don't know how many hours we get to go but only murders in the building like what I mean what does that feel like for you now I mean it's such a cool giant yeah. hit and here you are again in a, in, a, in a big, big television
2: show with your best well, friend, it's cool which people, I want to ask yeah. you about. Hey, it's, a, it's actually the <laughs> idea. I mean, I was talking to Steve today and I said, Steve, can you imagine if like when we were shooting last January, I had said, hey, you know what? I bet this is going to be the number one Hulu ever thing. And yeah. he would have said, yeah, not in a million years. So I think everyone's surprised. I remember seeing a Johnny Carson like from the 70s and Tony Randall was on. <laughs> and three of... Um, the odd couple. And Johnny said, how long will you stay with the show? And Tony just stared at Johnny and said, that's the dumbest question I've ever been asked in my life. I'll stay with it as long. It is a hit. John hits are few and far between. I will never (laughs) leave a hit. And it's true. So true. Hits are like flukes. They're flukes. You
1: got to know that in a career where if like, if you start out on friends, Or you're a child star. Let's say your first job is friends, one of those uh, people. um, Right. And it's so big, and you just don't know it's not going to go away, which I'm not saying it did for them. But, you know, any show like that, you, you start off on top of the world like a child star. And, like, child stars are worse. It is plummeting. I mean, it's a free fall after that. Like, you don't even... You're like, wait, where is everybody? I just thought it would be so easy. I've been caught up in that. You do a sitcom and you go, I don't want to do another one for a year. And a year later, they're like, who the fuck's this guy? And you're like, I'm the guy last year. Remember, you wanted me to do anything. Yeah. And then you well, get Steve, the-
2: said, Steve said when he did The Jerk, which was a massive, massive
1: hit. Massive. Yeah.
2: And then he thought, this is simple. I'm just, <laughs> every film I'm going to make, mm-hmm. I guess, is going to be this kind of hit. Uh huh. And the sure. next, you know. Three, no one saw, you know, so eh, it's but I but I agree with you that that when you're young and you're in that first hit, it's almost better to be in a hit later on. So you understand how showbiz works, you know.
0: Right. And the nice thing is that, well, things that fail, people don't really see. So when they just think of your resume yeah. or me or anybody, they just remember, oh, that that thing and that thing and that thing. You know, every once in a while, someone will come up and mention a movie I was in. My wife and I have a running gag for my short-lived movie career. If we're watching a movie and it's really bad, I go, this movie is so bad, I could be in it. <laughs> 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 but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just uh, really uh, the chemistry, as they say, you and Steve, I mean, this this and your, uh, your stand-up act together and all this coming together in these last few years. I mean, but you, it must be, it's so fun to work with your friend like that and and make all that money.
2: (laughs) It's it's absolutely true. No, it's true because we love The Hang. We have a riot on the set. Mm -hmm. Um, We like a very loose, funny set where there's a lot of jokes and the crew's laughing. Um, And Selena, as it turned out, was exactly (laughs) the same way, like that kind of set. But Steve, Steve and I will literally... And it's uh, listen. I have an objectivity. It's a beautiful thing that we'll finish. He, he'll be really excited when we finish at the same time, you know. And then he'll he'll arrange the driver so we'll drive Justin to his car and drink white wine on the way home. Mm. And then we'll park in front of his house and talk and finish the bottle of How white Fun. Wine. Jeez, that's yeah. that's and like perfect. a show a show so, and a, a show long in way itself. from the Eagles, you know. Well,
1: I, I saw your show at Santa Barbara. It's so great when you guys go on tour. It is. I go on tour. I, I did. No, I, I did nine dates with Sandler and like Norm and, you know, Schneider. And we did like an SNL thing about two, three years ago. And even nine in, in a comfortable way, nine days in a row by the end, I'm like, God damn, I'm not exactly Bon Jovi, but what the fuck? It, does it get to you the road? It's kind of hard, you know, it's no yeah, matter how easy they make than, it.
2: We'll, we'll do the most we've ever done maybe is four.
1: Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like we
2: just did um, last week when we were in uh, Nashville and Richmond, Virginia and Columbia, South Carolina. We did those three in a row, but the next ones will be in March or something. You know,
0: you can really get trick- tricked out by playing casinos. I was doing one with Dennis once and San Bernardino, mm. and there's got like a thousand seats, but everyone's in the bar right before the show comes out. So, yeah. The show starts in like ninety seconds and I go out there with Dennis and he, of course Dennis. Christ thanks Carvey, is it over? Are we done now? <laughs> Jesus. Three dog nine? What are we here? All
2: right. But then Three they came dog in. With, <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, you know, Dennis. My IQ goes up when I do Dennis because of his absolutely references and the uh oh, amazing.
2: But yeah, I even Dennis said so. that at one point he'll be in his nineties. Carolyn will come in and say, Dennis the last person that would ever have gotten one of your references died.
0: <laughs> 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 all right. Christ's sakes. Hanging with
1: the Mark cat with Spudley, Okay.
0: Every day, every a little putty cat. We do it. Right? We do
1: gigs. Me and Dennis, he goes, Hey, can I go first? I got to get out Dennis. of here. I go, we're on the same flight. You got to get out of here. Where do you got to go? He's like, <laughs> just let me go first, Spade. Come on. I, I got you on SNL. I go, he, by the way, he gets, he gets anything he wants with me because we're all buddies. And, uh, I, the last gig I did with Norm was me, Norm and Dennis. And they both go, can, Norm goes, and then can I go? I go, I have to follow you two assholes. It's too hard. You're too
2: good. Uh, did I ever tell you that, 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 that Norm McDonald hosted the Canadian screen awards? <laughs> um, Maybe four years ago. And the Canadian Screen Awards is the Emmys and the Oscars in one evening. Oh. The CSAs, right? And Norm mm-hmm. was the host. And I was in the audience. I was getting this thing. And he comes out. And this is his opening joke. Uh, so I was uh, <laughs> flying up here. And I, I was at LAX. And I ran into my friend Chris Rock. And Chris said, what are you doing? He said, I'm about to go to Toronto. What are you doing? And Chris said, "Well, I'm real excited. I'm about to host the Academy Awards. So why are you going to Toronto?" And Norm said, "I said, oh, just to visit some family." <laughs> 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 and that's his opening joke. <laughs> to get his and then his next one is: uh, you know, Canadian television is uh, a lot like uh, the Northern Lights. We know it exists, but we've never seen them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's, you know, I love this awesome. cadence. I yeah. love Norm, you know, the, the way you kind of creep up on yeah, a line, like, no, you know, like, just that rhythm of his, but yeah, another Canadian, there you go, Mike you Myers, go. You, you can't keep, everyone thinks I'm Canadian, I run into him, yeah. I go, no, Missoula, Montana, I'm 100 yeah. miles from Canada, but my wife's a Canadian citizen, born out, Peace River. Oh, really? Canadians, yes. You know, it's
2: very weird, people used to say all the time, um, like, I'd be doing a CBC interview, you know, and what is with all the Canadians? Is there something in the water? And I'd say, <laughs> yeah. no, no, Oof. it's, it really isn't. I, I don't think there's any, you know, boundary to the arts. Yeah. But then people just kept coming. You know yeah, Seth yeah. and Phil Hartman and mm-hmm. you, you know the SCTV Eugene and Jim Catherine Carey. Jim Carrey Jim Carrey fuck Norman it yeah. is bizarre considering it's thirty four million people
0: thirty four million people so it's like Calo- it's like all those people coming from just California yeah basically
1: um, right. um, Martin I have to ask you something before w- whenever it's over I don't even know how do we end it but but I <laughs> do you remember <laughs> I've told this story before and I forget you're in my story of my first johnny carson my very very first and and dana i'll tell you uh it was johnny you know which one johnny was and you were talking Mm -hmm. about the makeup but when i went on the guy jim mccauley who books me i said he goes you go out there and you hit your mark and you walk back and he's all drunk you know i'm kidding i don't know maybe and he goes uh and i go okay and he goes there's a little dot in the floor and i go god and he goes do your shitty act and get out of here and i go all He's got to get over to the Copper Penny across the street. So uh, anyway, <laughs> I go, all right. And then I go, what if Johnny invites me over? I've heard stories. And he goes, he won't. Go. And, and I go, oh, okay. Well, I guess it's already been decided. But I'm new and scared. So I walk out. there. I got like a cable cruise sweater on that I just, I did not even know what to wear. It's the middle of August. So I go out there, beep, bop, boop. I, uh, I do, and I'm, all I can think of is, the floor is so black and shiny. i have never been on a TV thing. I just, I've only seen the show that way, and so now I'm seeing the cameras and shit. <laughs> oh, no. You know, and I'm it's like, terrifying. oh, I mean, all I, I think about anything but my act. I'm like this. I go, what's going on here? And then I go, oh, and he's kind of behind, you know, so he's really not in your eye line at all. And so I, I start to do my act. I do it, and Mart Martin's next to him. He's the guest, so they're they're. I see later on the, they're laughing and being nice, and then I leave, and I go, all right. And I turn as a robot, as I was told, meet mop, to walk off. And then Martin or John, they like, and I think Martin says, oh, he was funny. And Johnny goes, yeah, let's have him come over or something. Oh, Martin, And then you both watch over. me leave. And then he goes, he's, that's right. and he goes, he's too nervous to look. Okay, bye. And I just left. Yeah. And then Jim McCullough that's goes, right. you dumb fuck. He invited you
2: over. I go, you told me yeah, that's that. Right. that and, oh. so, uh, that's right. Ow. That's right. I, I, we, well, we had talked, you know, I, I, I leaned over and I said, boy, that he was hysterical, wasn't he? And Johnny was laughing, and he went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. oh, and yeah. he just walked off, yeah. Hilarious. I don't, so think, the, I don't think anyone had walked off after being invited over. It's so, I'm in the back.
1: He came by my dressing room though. I I, I had. My, I took my sweater off. I was setting BO fucking records. I took my sweater off, I was just in my pants and my fucking skinny twig body and they knock on the door and I think it was him and Doc or something. And he goes, and I had Pepto-Bismol in my hand. And I go, yeah. And he goes, uh, I, did, I just wanted to say good job. You didn't come. And I go, ah. And he goes, Pepto, I'm trying to quit the stuff. And I walked away. Got a laugh and walked away. And I was like.
2: I don't think that Johnny ever forgot those early days and those early struggles. Of ever. comics. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had that, great empathy for him.
1: And thank you for laughing while I was out there. You you are etched in my memories as part of it.
0: Would you like to learn a new language?
1: (laughs) We. See what I did? Oh. No, I said we like French. Oh, okay. We, we. We, (laughs) we. I have ever since I've seen Pepe Le Pew and his Way With Women, I thought, I want to learn a new language.
0: You know what, I, I do have a, because I, I do voices and stuff. I do like yeah. the sound of, of, of French
1: language. Yeah, you're good at faking a language. I
0: just do gibberish, but I want to actually learn, and that's, mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce you in the world to Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language you
1: want to learn. Yes, I've heard about this and talked about it for a long time. It's a trusted expert for 30 years. They have millions of users, 25 languages offered. So I think that pretty much covers the globe. You've got your Spanish, your French, Mm -hmm. you were just talking about, Korean, Dutch, Arabic,
0: everywhere.
1: Fast language acquisition. There's no English translations, so you really learn to speak Listen and think in that language. That's the hard part, I think.
0: That's it. And it's an intuitive process. You pick mm-hmm. up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's all designed for long term retention, which is great because I took Spanish for twelve years and all I know is how to find a library. Yes, don't they, I know. Donde está la biblioteca. So this one really, really you retain it.
1: I learned German and I know hast du Western now Abra. No, has to Bruder. No. Nine Abra Cabres That means have do you have a brother? No, I have, but I have three sisters. I took German
0: for seven years, and all I remember is Gesundheit. <laughs> what does that mean? That means bless you. Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> so think. someone sneezes. Gesundheit. Gesundheit. Rosetta Stone, that's not gonna happen. Another thing I love is they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. That's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Very important to being understood in a foreign country
1: is to do it in kind of the rhythm of the way that language is speak. Right. You don't don't look like some clown. Desktop and (laughs) app options, audio companion, ability to download lessons offline. By Mm -hmm. the way, the lifetime membership has all 25 languages. For any and all trips and language needs in your life, that's lifetime access to all 25 languages language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. What are we waiting for It's a steal? What is going
0: on? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Fly in the Wall listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off.
1: Oh, yeah. Visit rosettastone.com fly. That's 50. That's like the highest I've heard of. 50% mm-hmm. off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash fly today. Rewind it back to the days
0: of accent on the beach and all day fun with spring break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like FanFave Rocket. The excitement is endless. The vibes are right. And the cash prices could be huge.
1: New players start playing with just five bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code FOTW to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21+. plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per opted in new customer. $5 wager required. Max $100 in casino credits awarded, which require one time playthrough within 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash
2: promos. Restrictions apply. I remember the second time. I was on Johnny Carson. So I was on the first time with Betty Davis. Now I'm I my ass back. And, um, uh, I, you know, I plan my stuff and I plan my stuff and it goes well. And Jake Johansson. Yeah. Remember Jake? No, to, it me. was his yeah. first, it was his first appearance mm. and his parents had flown in and they're in the audience. And, um, I, so then I do two segments and then they go to commercial and then, um, Freddie DeCordova comes over And is talking to Johnny And they're talking And, and I had been, uh, Jake and I Were both with Rollins and Joffy, So I knew him We were talking before Anyway, um, Do- uh, Freddie turns to me and says Do you have another segment? And I said Whoa um, y- Yeah, I mean I have stuff we didn't hit But then I said But you know If that means you're cutting Jake Jake is really, really funny and the two of them looked at me like I was like out of Bellevue. Like, wow. Oh. Who, did you just say something <laughs> to us? Wow. And uh, I did the third segment and they cut Jake. So that was bad. But in the mm. third segment, Johnny did this thing. So I'm here and um, I said something and he laughed. And then he l- looked at me. He looked out and said, you're a funny guy. And I went by the time I got home. I had, done, I had been taped on VHS because I went to a party after. And I must have rewound that moment of Johnny going, you're a funny guy. <laughs> 18 wow. times in a row till I jammed the tape because it was like my whole life and being a kid in Hamilton and watching him and mm-hmm. just watching show business. Wow. forget even Until that moment. I don't know why it struck. And that's the power that he had yeah. over so many comedies. You know, Dave Letterman has a hilarious story where uh, I won't name the manager, but his manager. So he's on the spot. It's his first first, um, appearance. His heart is beating. He realizes this is everything he's ever dreamed of. His whole life is before him. They're saying 20 seconds. And his manager came over to him, started picking lint off his coat and said, Robin got Popeye. Wow. Uh, (laughs) And David just... (laughs) david letterman <laughs>
0: <laughs> jesus i don't know i had a weird intersection with johnny in that i did him on the show and i'd done oh, appearances course. with him and then that became unfortunately there was one sketch that was a little cruel i didn't write it but it was the um,
2: funniest yeah. sketch i maybe have ever seen in my life phil that is correct sir peaked in the 70s is that the I, one? Felt yeah. <laughs> yes, I felt yeah old reference lost on funny. younger viewers yeah, I felt true. when I
0: when I did that that it was so supernaturally funny to me that it was really that my first time on SNL where the audience didn't really matter because I had Phil there, and I'm able to go, a gentleman joins us. For those of you at home who don't know you're watching a television, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and it was just, I knew it also, was so supernaturally funny. What you
2: also did funny. in that sketch was that you had that slight early dementia look in your eyes yeah. of confusion. And that's what made it so funny and so mean. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I, know. Yeah, I know. He didn't like that. But anyway,
0: I, w- I was told that at a given point, because of the way it was uh, satirizing Johnny compared to Rich Little, it was a little little closer to the bone that he used to walk around behind the uh, Tonight Show set down the big hallway going, they're making fun of me now. It's time to go. Oh, I really? Thought, yeah. But I, I mean... Well, anyway, I, I
2: don't think Johnny liked Rich Littles either.
0: Well, the first few times I went on the show with Johnny after doing SNL, he was fine with it. He loved Carcinio. You know, it makes fun of Carcino as much as it shatterizes us. You know, yeah, know so, yeah. It was just that one thing. But, yeah, it was kind of bittersweet because I was like you. I just grew up with Johnny Carson. I do yeah. think he's the singular greatest television personality we've sure. ever had. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and really thinking about his voice just – that voice of his was supernatural. That that register down here, the way he would, that whole thing.
2: So a lot See, of our know, if, David, show, if, yeah. if David did Carson, it would be he'd have the lifting. But it would be higher? Yeah, it'd be, it would be three octaves mm-hmm.
1: too. Martin, I had my balls taken away when I was younger, and uh, no explanation. And uh, my, I know. my my, my uh, impressions are off, but I luckily am getting by on my sparkling personality. <laughs> By,
2: by the way, non <laughs> so,
1: so Selena Gomez had
0: such a wonderful voice as well. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the show with Mar- you and Steve and the, these voices and then hers is such a cool mix. Yeah. The yeah. three of you. Have you noticed her? She just has this really nice voice.
2: Yeah. It's very she, interesting. She's, listen, she's been a Star for you know, she's 28, but she's been a star since she was 13 wow. or something. Seems yeah. like
1: a heavy job. She yeah. had all all these people watching every move, and uh, I, I only met her on Hotel Transylvania. She was a sweetheart. She seems like just mm-hmm. trying to glide through life and trying so hard to be normal when everything is trying to make her crazy. It's so, a yeah. crazy yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. when you said yeah. to Steve, Are you not Scott Bakula? Um. Anyway, uh I think we have to wrap up with mr uh the the martin one of the funniest short. guys ever martin short uh Martin, for thank sure. you for hanging out with us, buddy.
2: thanks guys. This is fun. We really enjoyed it and, and 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 by the way, edit and here's the other thing you <laughs> might get you, you, this is a note you're going to get from Don't worry. the studio, whatever it is from everyone yeah uh, guys, uh Johnny Carson. Left the air in 92.
1: Any I newer love,
2: people you could talk I about? I love that you really <laughs> enjoy talking, but that was a big bulk of it. <laughs> and I don't think we really have a show.
1: We, we have editing capability. We can't cut uh, around yeah. it.
2: We have six we'll minutes of a show left. left. We have six yes. minutes of a show. Yeah,
1: good show. Good solid sixer. Well,
2: well you know what? The next one you should do, you should really like focus on President Carter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's our next. That's our next. Come on, man. We're tackling I can do the, all the I can do my Biden. Oh yeah, he's got Biden <laughs> yeah. shit. We didn't even get to that part. Oh,
2: let's do let's see a little Biden. little Biden. Biden.
1: Come on.
0: During man, the credits. Let's get real. My dad. My dad lost his job. No joke. I'm not kidding around here.
2: Come Bob on, folks. The best let's get that's real so.
0: number one the one part number two what the guy said you know the drill <laughs> is there a crisis at the border no there's no crisis at the border how do you know because says so here on the piece of
1: paper
2: fantastic now we can go uh, now thank
0: you show. now we can go all right guys but i like the Carson stuff all right bye bye, bye guys pleasure miss you already
1: bye. all right bye bye yeah. leave meeting go Hey, what's up, flies? What's up, fleas? What's up, people that listen? (laughs) We want to hear from you and your dumb questions. Questions, ask us anything. Anything you want. You can email us at flyonthewall at cadence13.com.
0: Ask me anything. Ask me
1: anything. That's like Wayne's World, I suppose. Can you sing it? Ask me anything? A little jingle? Uh, I can do it like this. My money don't jiggle jiggle. It bold. That's the only song I know right That's now. That's pretty good.
0: Ask me anything. I don't care what a thing. What you do? Had a game? I'm a woman. Bling, ding. Jesus. Okay. That's I pretty know. good. Pretty good. In the hood. Okay. I do what I should. <laughs> I'm a rhymer. I'm a rapper. It's just a... I'm getting All some right. morning wood. Go ahead. Hello, here's gentlemen. A, here's someone who asked us anything. Hello, gentlemen. My name is Christopher Near Walker, I'm a Jesus. new fly from Melbourne, Florida, and loving the podcast. Floyd. I had something of the Dale Hammond episode that really intrigued me. You both admit it; he's from Australia. You know I'm doing that. No, he's in Florida. Oh, Melbourne, Florida. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a Trump supporter and I'm a fucking. <laughs> <He> switched <it. laughs> I just saw Melbourne. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking of what a, a Floridian would talk
1: like, you know. No, Australia hey, is easier. I'm
0: tired in Florida. My name is Christopher Neil Walker. Oh, boy. No, I won't. Okay. That's all right. Go ahead. So I'm a, I'm a he new Floridian. Yeah. So he heard we can't sing. He heard uh, the Daryl Hammond um, episode, and it intrigued him because we both, Daryl and I, said we can't really sing. That. He says, quote, that kind of blew my mind thinking about the amount of control Dana has over his voice, being able to speak like True. McCartney, but not sing like him. Why?
1: Why? That well, was a- I think they meant me and you admitted to can't sing. Uh, I cannot for sure. Even my mom told me because I did karaoke my birthday. She goes, Davey, I, I did a Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue and it was so fucking rough. And my mom goes, Davey, everyone's going to say you can sing. You cannot. And my mom was my biggest fan. It was crushing. Well, can
0: you just sing a little bit I for America really. the Beautiful? Just give us the first line. <sighs>
1: America. Mm, uh, money don't wiggle wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> I got a time on my side. That's and I all go I got. So that's, <laughs> a real, t- that's a
0: TikTok a great... song Well, he was on. like, you know, McCartney there sings in different ways. If I do, you know. And <clears throat> she gives me all my love. That's all she do. But now... He's more, he's rougher, and like this. We told the line, we knew where we were going, we
1: were suffering. What song is that? I, I made it up. Oh. Well, Your there, day breaks, your mind aches. So you, you think you can sing like McCartney, but you can't bit. sing in real life? Can you sing in real life?
0: I don't think I really can, unless I stylize it. It's like, she's chopping broccoli. If I hit it in ah, a comic way, applause. I'm better. She's cold as ice in yeah. paradise. But if I'm trying to sing, I'm not a real singer. Like, Lovitz right. has pipes, which he loves to remind me. You can't mm-hmm. sing like I can. John has a real voice, and uh, Anna Gasteyer had a real voice. I'm
1: sort of a, I don't know, what song would you like me to well, attempt? Well, I, I know what you're saying. Like, it, it, I can't sing, but if you're sort of pretending to sing like someone, it's if like if it's Tom Petty, you Listen, you can't you see, baby would marry me. Sure, and Paul would give someone else a try. And you know watch You step, or you going to get hurt. You step,
0: so going to tell you lies. Now, do you Mike, Ka- s- Mike Tyson doing the same song. Don't Yo, you hear song? And I'm quitting the room. I'm so scared. I'm I forgot. <laughs> I, I forgot. Tyson which one I used to tell that. It's funny. But you know, Paul would just say, you know, you just hit the notes. You play a note, you sing along, you see what happens. It's not a problem, but, you know, people say a lot of things, but, you know, Paul has to sing songs he wrote when he was 18, so, but he does an incredible job. Well, he's it. fucking one of the best in the world, so it's easy for him to he's go, He's a it's freak. Easy. He's a boy genius. Yeah. Like Lauren said to me, uh, he's Mozart, who apparently wrote more great melodies than anyone in history. Mozart until, did?
1: Yeah. Did he ever host when you were there? Yeah. <laughs> He was a cast member for one season. Um, yeah. Dude, I think McCartney was there when I was there. Mozart sounds like a rapper. <laughs> couldn't deal with it. Uh, but yeah, we can't sing. <laughs> it's really We're going to rap. this can't
0: really We can't really sing. I can sing, sing as Neil yeah. Young a bit and Paul McCartney a bit, but no. Can't sing and I, I don't know why. Uh, oh yeah,
1: that was what I used to do with Tom Petty. Well, the talk on the street session you might go solo. Well, a good friend or even David Bowie. What was the song? He did changes. Can change, you do? change, yeah. change, change. Yeah, verb permanence. Oh, anyone oh,
0: yeah, could I do can't anyone, say it.
1: anyone do Dylan. Oh
0: know? yeah, my friend saw Dylan after last midnight,
1: night. My friend and saw I had a last date with the Fair Queen. Really, and were said, oh. he did the same song for about forty minutes, and they Dylan not, does and no whatever what Dylan happening. wants. Yeah, I think at that point, I think it's just turning into a magic trick. It's like Penn and Teller because you go there and he's like, <laughs> "I'm going to do a song for forty minutes until people fucking walk out," and then they don't, and he's like. This is like the longest joke. I'm just going to go in circles. I and I promise you you won't hear a hit. I am the musicians. We have to have a
0: new 60. Like you you just did a special. Yeah. You you need, you got to write a new hour of original material in the next 2 weeks but the stones are up there. Time no. <laughs> I know it's is true. On my side. Yeah, fuck you know it's that. like That's come true. on
1: man. You know what I do. I do so the same unfair. material but I hold the mic in my left hand.
0: And I want to paint it black.
1: Hmm. okay this question's too long thank you for asking it sorry we don't really have an answer but we took 20 minutes to tell you that fly on the wall has been a presentation of cadence 13 please listen then rate review and follow all episodes Executive produced
0: by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. Production and engineering led by Greg Holtzman, Richard Cook, Serena Regan, and Chris Basil of Cadence 13.